RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody. Thank you for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin. Oh, I thought that the cat was coming. <laughs> we meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes and keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it, and live it. I, uh, I'm really excited today to have, we have a guest coming, and it's, I'm almost, I'm very nervous too, so... <laughs> Because uh, I really admire Greg Palast. I'm also a big fan, and I am also terrified beyond words about what what's in store if we lose the 2020 election. Or let me rephrase that. If the Republicans are successful yet again at stealing another election. So Greg is going to be calling in in about a half an hour, but in the meantime, let's get up to speed of what we're dealing with. We understand that the Republican Party, the Republican Party is not a, they're not interested in governing. They're interested in dragging us back to the system that the founders fought a revolution to create. And they will stop at nothing to maintain their majorities, the, to maintain power. And, of course, we know that what they, they charge the Democrats with that. They, we hear Twitter going on incessantly that Democrats want power. All we want are, we just want power. The, the power to do what? That's why I always ask, what, what, are we, what are we trying to do? Ensure that everyone has health care, a roof over their head, a living wage, a decent life, retirement security. If they get their power, the rich will have to pay more taxes. Their corporations will be highly regulated, or not even highly, they will be regulated so they don't get to just treat the United States as uh, nothing but a toilet for their corporate waste or, or the American people as hosts for their parasitic, rapacious greed-centered, uh, whatever, their rapacious gullets to suck profit. That's all they... That's why they want power. So I don't understand, this is, you know, the thing that, the reason why I do the show, and I believe the reason why you guys support the show and watch the show and join us whenever we have a show, it, well, we have our Saturday shows and then the weekday shows, the Saturday shows, this is your set time, but the weekday shows are up in the air at this time. That's why we're asking everyone who is capable and can become a patron to please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin because we don't have the big moneyed interests. 
They don't. In fact, they don't have the interests. We have the, what interest? We are working for each other. We are in this together. This is really a community effort. That's the way liberal talk is. And so um, if you're able to become a patron, please become a patron. You're not hearing this on any other channel. This is what terrifies me. As much as I enjoyed Mary Trump's book and I appreciated getting a further insight into the madman, the doltard, the con man, that is the so-called president, there's not, um, there's no book more important for liberals to read. I just dropped everything. Uh, uh, than Greg Palast's book. Because all of our work, everything we're trying to do, will be for nothing if they get away with it again. The Democrats drive me insane. And I want to ask Greg when he, get, when he calls in, what, what is it with the Democrats that they don't call this out? It's almost like an open secret. Why aren't they harping on the fact that the Republican Party has z zero interest in voting, allowing you to vote? They're the agents of oligarchy. They are not patriots. They are the enemies undermining the system of government that so many fought, bled, and died to entrust to us, a democratic republic. And we have the receipts. We see them. Know them by their fruits. It's not, you're not kidding. We're not kidding. They are inflicting their dirty tricks on the American people in order to stop them from voting. It's not because they like, they, they, they cherish the vote. It's because they don't cherish you. They don't cherish a country that works for all. They can't make a buck unless... The entire system is rigged in their favor. And that's what they're up, they're up to. This is not a drill, guys. So I'm asking you all, within the sound of my voice and listening to this, to get Greg Pallet's book and get informed. And um, I'm going to, we will, when he calls in, we'll ask him how do we prevent this from happening because that's really the most important part to understand and recognize that it's coming, that this is what they're up to, but also how do we uh, counteract it? Because one of the chapters in his book is about how to steal your vote back. We're not kidding around. This is what they do. For example, I'm sure Greg Palace will get more into it when, he, when we get him on the air, and he's certainly an expert. But, for example, in Ohio, the Republicans... In order to, we're all talking about mail-in voting now. Mail-in voting, please believe Twitler when he is sowing the seeds of doubt about mail-in voting. But mail-in voting is not, um, it's not f foolproof. They could not count the votes of the mail-in votes as well. What's to say that our mail-in ballots don't, you know, they end up in some uh, dumpster somewhere without being counted. They're clearly, they don't want to count those votes. For example, in Ohio, they require you to put a stamp on your ballot. So you'll get, a, you'll get your ballot in the mail, if it comes in the mail. 
because I told you guys here in New York, I requested a mail-in ballot because of the coronavirus. It never arrived. I requested it months in advance. I'm just one person. Numerous, millions of people, I'm sure, had the same experience. So I'm fortunate enough that I, I'm able to, I went to the polls. Okay, I adjusted and went to the polls. But maybe many people can't do that. They're elderly, they're sick for whatever the reason may be. They don't want to get sick. They are in a, in a group that is highly, um, that is, uh, in, you know, if they get the coronavirus, they're in a high-risk group, so they don't want to risk it. So it, anno- it still annoys me, and I tweeted at the New York Board of Elections, what happened to my ballot? This is the same Board of Elections that wanted Bernie's name off the ballot, even though we were having an election with 12 other elections going on, but anything to stop the American people from having a seat at the table. And last night, if you watched the show, and if you joined us on the show, and if you didn't, please go and watch that show and review, because we discussed the most, well, something that really should be on the front page of every newspaper should be the starting, uh, the first story in the A block of every corporate media, CNN, MSNBC, the so-called liberal media. We discussed how the American, well, the American dream is dead. The United States, uh, and we got the the measurable, just like our health care is the measurably worst health care in the developed world. The United States has ranked second to last among countries uh, in which to raise a family. According to income disparity, upward immobility, health care, sick leave, vacation leave, and other uh, you know, factors that we talk about here all the time. That's that's uh, the end of the American dream, ladies and gentlemen. Why isn't this on every ticker tape in, in Times Square going across? People don't realize this because they're not hearing it. You, oh, I forgot about the goddamn music. Saturdays, you know? <laughs> I got to get used to the music to these edits on Saturday. So um, if you turn on MSNBC now, you'll, I'm sure, will see them discussing the poll, some poll that had, whatever, the latest poll. It's a circle jerk of polls. And what does it do? It's useless. It doesn't help us rectify this problem. We should all be embarrassed. In fact, I encourage everybody to print out this story, Google it, print it out, carry it in your pocket, in your wallet, and whenever you go to a town hall, accost your local representative or your senator or, or just pick up the phone and call them and say, what is this? What do you think about this, that the United States is ranked the worst, the second worst country to raise a family in the developed world and everybody knows it but us 
Uh, we know it because we're informed. But the you ask the average Joe, they're not going to know that. They're going to think, I can't pull myself up by my bootstraps. I must be, there's something wrong with me because this is the land of the free, the land of opportunity, the home of the brave and all that. It's not you. It's the system. Every, every other country all over the world, they're not, well, except for Brazil, Russia, you know, countries that have autocrats, dictators, autocrats, con men in charge who don't deserve to be there. We uh, are among those countries, the loser countries, who are really failing in this pandemic and failing their people. Four million sick? Millions, 40 million out of work and counting. And these effing Republicans cut the lifeline. And then how many dead? We passed the 140,000 dead, Mark. How much more are we going to take? 140,000 dead in three months? And Americans will still vote for this Twitler. That's why when... um. Michael Moore suggests that Joe Biden get out there every day and start acting like the president, have a morning meeting. These are all good ideas, but the, f- the, the truth is because we have to overwhelm the cheating of the Republican Party. You have to bring so many, uh, th- there has to be so many more votes for Democrats in order for the Democratic Party to be uh, in control. That's the way it is. The Republicans are not a, major, a majority party. They're a minority party. Illegitimate and an illegitimate minority party at that. And that's why the Democrats annoy me. Why don't they talk about this? They need to harp on this. They need to continuously... You know, bring you know. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted because holy shit! Wait a minute, my show. Do 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 do. Oh, okay, we're on. Great, because all because I know Greg Palace is calling in, and I went to the call-in studio that takes the phone calls, and it wasn't up, and I was like, mother, please help me, but it's working. All right. Let's let me explain. We know that Republicans hate the American people and they don't want the Amer- American people to vote for years. And they it comes right out of their own mouths. They're not shy about talking about it. There's that famous clip from Walt, Paul Weyrich, the founder of the Heritage Foundation, the or the Heritage what is that the yeah, the Heritage Foundation, the moral majority. Let me see. Discussing the Republican um, opinion on voting. Now, many of our Christians have what I call the goo goo syndrome. Good government. They want everybody to vote. I don't want everybody to vote. Elections are not won by a majority of people. They never have been from the beginning of our country, and they are not now. As a matter of fact, our leverage in the elections quite candidly goes up as the voting populace goes down. 
the Moral Majority Heritage Foundation, the American Legislative Exchange Council, ALEC. These people are, it's, it's not, they're not kidding around, guys. They're playing for keeps. And what are the Democrats doing? They're highly concerned. Well, they don't even mention this. They're not even concerned. They, they talk about, they're talking about John Lewis now. If you don't honor John Lewis, then you're really, you don't honor voting. They don't honor voting. It's a scam. So let me see. Here we go. This is an article from The Atlantic. I'm not sure if you know that for 35 years, the Republican National Committee was under an, a court order not to engage in a tactic called voter caging, which was one of their dirty tricks. They send you a postcard to your address, and if you don't send it back, they wipe you off from the voting rolls. So you might be registered. You might be registered your entire life. All of a sudden you go to vote and you find you're not on the rolls. And then they say, oh, well, well, here's a provisional ballot. And what happens to the provisional ballots? They don't get counted. I don't know why that is even a thing, how they don't count provisional ballots. But um, now the Republican Party, they have been in court trying to get the court to agree that they can engage in this dirty trick. So they'll send you something to your house that looks like junk mail. And you don't look at it. It could look like any flyer. That's how they design it. So it looks deliberately like junk mail. And then you peruse. If you don't read it carefully, it's like, oh, okay, I'm supposed to, this is something for real. I'm supposed to send this back then they kick you off the voting rolls. And they were in court for years to overturn this rule. That's what they do. Another thing, um, as I was saying earlier, the Republicans, for example, in Ohio, if you uh, mail in your ballot, they will nullify it if it doesn't have enough postage. Okay, so... Some uh, some some states have um, it it it's just free postage postage paid. I think it's about half. The other half have um, the postage. It requires a stamp, but in Ohio in particular, it requires a stamp. You need two stamps in Ohio because of the weight of the ballot. This is a deliberate tactic. Except on the Mail-in form, they've designed it so it only has one little box for a stamp. So how would you know? You assume when you put that stamp in there, there's not two stamps on the graphic. It's not two empty boxes and saying postage here. There's one empty box. You're supposed to then go and and weigh it and understand that you need two stamps. If not, they throw your vote out. This is what we're up against. So you can't tell me that that is not a Republican dirty trick. 
this is what they do. That's a deliberate, deliberate tactic. Another one in Ohio, if you fill out, you have to fill out all the, all of it, the whole thing, your name, your middle name, your last name, every name, you know, every line that it says. And it also says your driver's license number. There's a line for driver's license. If you leave that blank, they will disqualify your vote. What if you don't have a driver's license? It doesn't say must say yes or no. Do you have a driver's license? You're supposed to write, I don't have a driver's license in there. But if you leave it blank, that's another way they throw your vote out. These people are... What have I been telling you guys? For how long have we been doing the show? It's They're not kidding. They hate democracy. You get it? This is not about protecting democracy. That's, that's their excuse when they go after voting in the courts and gerrymander and voter suppress and voter cage now th- um, that the court has given them the freedom to do it. They're, they're, they, if they wanted you to vote and were just worried that only legal voters can vote, then they would make it clear and concise. There would be two, two squares on that mail-in form saying, make sure to apply appropriate postage. I mean, if you buy a greeting card that's a little heavier than another, they say it on the greeting card. Please uh, remember to apply additional postage. Not in Ohio, not when it comes to your sacred right to vote. Oh, the vote is so sacred to Republicans, isn't it? That's what we keep hearing. Just like America is such a sacred, it's so beautiful, it's uh, uh, amazing, it's great, except that we're only one notch up from Mexico when it comes to the standard of living of the majority of the people living here. And that's a failure. It's not us who's failed. Well, in the way that we've allowed it to continue, but it's been a concerted and incessant attack on us from all from all fronts, from voting to our daily life. So this is what we're up against, and uh, I really hope you guys understand that we can't. Um, Dance in the end zone. All over MSNBC, they're crowing about how Joe Biden is up in the polls, even in Texas. We heard this story before. Do you remember 2016? I sure do. The majority, the, the Republican Party, let's remember this. And that's why I ask you all the time to support the show, support the liberal media, because this is the, the, the word that has to get out there. The Republican Party is not a, a majority party, even if they're in the majority, if in, in power. They are a minority party. They received not only fewer votes, they re- represent fewer people in general, and they also don't legitimately hold power. They hold it by hook and by crook. 
It's unreal, really, that the Democrats allow it to keep going. They let them get away with it by not calling it out. That's why we call it out here. It almost, but if it's not, it's almost like when we do it on the independent liberal media, they do, of course, Greg Palast is out there sounding the alarm, uh, Democracy Now!, Tom Hartman, we hear uh, stuff, we hear the truth. But it gets to be kind of brushed aside on MSNBC when they're talking about the polls all the time. Well, well, that sets the agenda because they have the most people watching. They have the money behind them because it's corporations. Circle jerking. They don't care who wins because either way, they win. If Democrats win, they win. If Republicans win, they win. They can talk about the horror of Twitter and they can charge more for advertising. But they're not really spending any money doing investigative journalism. Not at all. Reciting a poll incessantly is not journalism. It doesn't help. It doesn't do anything except make the American people. It sets us up to think that that's journalism. This is what we expect from the from from media. The days of Edward R. Murrow, remember? Henry uh, Walter Cronkite. Come on. They're all rolling in their graves, for Christ's sake. I know I'm rolling in my... Well, I will be rolling in my grave one day, but hopefully not too soon. I'm rolling... I, I'm banging my head against the wall. I'm certainly screaming myself hoarse over here. Jesus Christ. It's unreal. Where's this article? that I was reading from the Atlantic. And that's why it's such an important topic, and I hope that you have already bought Greg Palace's book. Let me see. Freed by a court ruling. This is the New York Times. Republicans step up effort to patrol voting. Freed by a court ruling. Now, keep that in mind, that they have been at it for 35 years. This is why they stuff the courts. This is what happened. This is what Hitler did. They've backstopped the courts because when the people rise up and say, no, you can't do this. That's illegal. We have a constitution. Okay, let's take it to court. You get in front of a... Republican fascist loyalist, and it gets nullified, null and void, thrown out. So that's what the Republicans did for 35 years. They were under a court order from courts that weren't in their pocket to tell them to stop the tactic of voter caging. It's illegal. It's clearly a dirty trick. Everybody knows that. You're sending deceptively designed ballots or mailings, not ballots, mailings to people's houses and 
in the hopes that they will throw them out with the rest of the junk mail. And then you are kicking these people off the voting rolls? And that's just only one. One dirty trick. And the conservative Supreme Court, I saw today on Twitter, the Republicans were screaming and liberals were up in arms because, not up in arms, liberals were praising John Roberts because he sided with the liberal justices on the court about a, a case where the these evangelical churches wanted to pack their pews in the midst of the pandemic, and the court said, no, you, you can't do that. They said it was illegal for the government to tell them that they couldn't fill their pews like cattles, like sardines in the middle of a pandemic, and, the, and, Ju- and Justice Roberts, the illegitimate Supreme Court justice, who was appointed by an Ill- another illegitimate president who received fewer votes, said, no, you, you have to abide by the, by the law and take the health of your people into consideration. So, but in the meantime, the Supreme Court, let me see. Let me say, they are helping Republicans in their efforts to destroy the vote for the American people, they, to make it less democratic. There we go. Supreme Court from, this is an article in a magazine called The Appeal by Jay Willis. Conservatives are winning the Supreme Court's most important fight namely suppressing the vote. Enabling widespread voter suppression is shaping up to be the Roberts Court's most consequential accomplishment because every other aspect of the Republican... (laughs) Haven't I been saying this? Every other aspect of the Republican agenda depends on it. As the Supreme Court's term came to a close earlier this month, and this was written on July 24th, or it was published. Wait, hold on. We'll be back in a minute. This is Tara Devlin. Thank you for listening. Tara Buster. All right, we're continuing with this article about the conservatives on the helping suppress the vote. As the Supreme Court's term came to a close earlier this month, many commentators rolled out retrospectives praising the court for what they cast as the justices' displays of principled nonpartisanship. Quote, much of American government and politics is dysfunctional, wrote Yale Law School professor Reed Amar in the New York Times. The contrast between the Roberts Court and the country could hardly be starker. Pointing to Chief Justice Roberts' much ballyhooed votes to extend civil rights protections to LGBT workers and preserve abortion rights in Louisiana, the Atlantic's Jeffrey Rosen congratulated the court for resisting the personalization of judicial politics. 
Three days later, the court's five conservatives declined to interfere with the Florida legislature's effort to gut Amendment 4, a 2018 constitutional amendment attended, intended to restore the voting rights of 1.4 million people previously convicted of felonies in a state where the criminal legal system has disenfranchised about one in every five black residents. Voters had overwhelmingly supported the measure when they passed it two years ago. Republicans in Tallahassee, however, responded with a law requiring affected people to pay off associated financial obligations like fines, court fees, and restitution, which can run hundreds or even thousands of dollars before their rights are actually restored. Which is another, it's another poll tax, which is supposed to be illegal. But because of the justices' unwillingness to protect citizens from their representatives' strategic electorate-thinning efforts, many people with felony convictions will remain stuck on the political sidelines in 2020 after all. We're, we're not supposed to have poll taxes. They could start this on anybody, let me tell you. Maybe someday in another aspect, uh, if we allow this to continue in this dystopian timeline in some more egregious dystopian future, which is right around the corner, they could tell you if you... Let me see if this is him. Hello? Hello? Oh, hi. Um, can you call uh, the... You gotta call the... The other line. Let me tell you, don't have the number. You got to call the phone line, not this phone. This is my, <laughs> yeah, let me text it to you. I knew this was you. Yes, hi, this is Tara. We're on the air, but you got to call the call-in line. Let me uh, text that to you because this is, they must have given you my, my cell phone by accident instead of the call-in. All right, I'll call you. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you right now. All right, I'll talk to you in a minute. I knew that was him. <laughs> Bear with us, ladies and gentlemen. Now I got to get the, the caller. Hold on. I got to get the phone call information. That was Greg Palace on the phone. And I knew something was going to go wrong. That's the way it is on Terror Buster. That's why I ask you to please become a patron. But it's going to be great. I'm asking you to thank, and I'm thanking you for your patience. Bearing with me here while I send him. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. Message. There we go. Shit, hold on. Hold on, guys. I wish I had a f somebody. Hey, Shannon, tell them a story on the chat. Well, anyway, this is Tara Devlin. In the meantime, while I text Greg Palast a number to call so we can all hear him, please go over to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin <laughs> and become a patron. 
And also, you can give the show a good review. And on iTunes, that will help. Share the show with your friends. Shit. Three. Okay. So many numbers. That's why it's like the guest line. Then you got to punch a number. Then you got to put a code. All right. Sorry for the mishap. All right. He should be calling in now. Let me see. Check in with my people. So funny. Because <laughs> everyone's like, He's like, hi, Greg Powell is calling. I knew that was going to happen. They um, must have given him my cell phone number instead of the call-in line for the backup. Or you know what I'm saying. All right. Where where was I? This is You're getting a little bit behind the third wall. We're breaking down the fourth wall. Yes. On the chat... I, I, but while we're waiting, I want to thank you all. Thank you for your super chats. I didn't even thank you at all. Thank you, Haiku. Thank you, Jim, of course. Thank you, Patricia. And thank you, Shannon, for being such a... What? All circuits are busy. All right. Three... Um, six. I'm just going to make them call the guest line. I mean, that's just the regular call-in line. Son of a bitch. Doesn't this happen to me? Why does this have to happen to me? Why does my life have to be like this? Why does it have to suck? When I'm, I was so excited. Fuck. It's not working. This is gonna be a shitty show. Holy moly! Why I lost everybody. Fuck this. Let's do that. Let's do Skype then. This is fucked up. Something must be wrong with their phone lines. I tested it earlier. All right, I'm going to call them on Skype. Th guys, please, whatever, hang out. And I apologize for this shit. Now you get to see what I got to deal with all the time. And it sucks. And you know what it is? It's There's a Buddhist principle that whenever you're making great progress, you will be met with resistance like this. Obstacles. So I'm not surprised. Bam, bam, bam. Currently unavailable. 
please leave a message after the beep. Bing, bam, boom. All right. Well, that's what's going on. We're trying to get Greg Palace on the air. Hopefully, it'll be amazing. Uh, somebody start chanting Namyoho Renge Kyo, please. Holy fuck my life. This is going to be a shitty show on Progressive Voices. Because it's going to be me sitting here doing nothing. Fuck. Now I'm getting frustrated. <sighs> what do you do when you're live on the air and the guests that you have hyped for ever doesn't want to can't call what is going on hey I'm calling you is currently unavailable. Shit. Here comes the break. Wonderful. This show sucks. <laughs> no wonder. On Skype. <sighs> I should have just not got out of bed this morning. All right. This sucks. I'm getting mad now. What you're getting to see. I'm going to lose my mind. How is this not working? All right. Maybe we should reschedule. I'm calling and you're not picking up. And I'm live on the air. <laughs> I tested the phone lines earlier, so shit like this wouldn't happen. Okay. This is what happened. 
He says he's trying to pick it up, and it, Skype is not letting him pick up. Maybe there's something wrong with your connection. All right. Anybody else want to call in? Oh, wait. Let's see. Why don't somebody call the call-in line and see if it's working? Let me see. I'll put the the graphic up. Somebody call in. Call in 360-777-6007. See if it fucking works before I fucking go nuts. You don't have to say anything. Just call the fucking line. <laughs> yeah, it's working. Hello? 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 Who's this? It works. It yeah. Works, yeah. Who's this? Who am I talking to? Number. It's Susan Schaefer. Oh, yeah. I recognize I your voice. I wanted to tell you and Greg Callis that I'm a big fan of his. All right. Well, hang on it's the line. Susan Schaefer. Yeah, 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 I know. Hold on. I just oh, wait, to I just, I'm all right. Greg Palace, I'm sorry he can't call in. Wait, right hold now. on. I hope that you can reschedule. Yes, yes. Okay, hold I'm on. Hanging. No, thank you. Thank you. Let's see. He just called in. Bing, Papa. Shit, man. Anybody else there? Let's see. I, I'm really like, this is what fucking happens. This is my life in a nutshell. Fucking work. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to be cursing. Try one more time to call. Everyone was looking forward to hearing you. Me, especially. <sighs> so, is the show over yet? What time is it? Okay, great. It's 46 minutes after the hour, and everything sucks. Everything still sucks. What about that, huh? What do you think about that? I can't believe this shit. It is working. Somebody called in, so the phone works. I don't know. Maybe something's wrong with your connection. All right. Why am I... Why was I born? Anybody know? Why I was born? You guys. All right. Well, thank you for chilling out and hanging out with this shitty show. This, if you're listening on Progressive Voices, the show will is only two hours. So, obviously, because this show sucks at this moment, um, I will probably go over the 8 p.m. time. So you don't really get the full show if you're on Progressive Voices. So... 
I encourage you to please come to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also, you can listen on uh, on a regular podcast. Oh, what's the number? Holy shit. I'm losing my mind. Three, six, zero. Seven, seven, seven. <laughs> I blame Trump. All right. Are you still on the line? Hello? Are you still on the line there, Susan? Susan's off the line. Okay. Bye. I, I have to drop you then because it's confusing me. All right. Uh, I really hate my life. I know I said that the other day that I can't. I shouldn't do that. It's bad karma. But everything sucks. I was really looking forward to this interview. Like you won't, but you don't really know how much I was <laughs> like listening and talking to Greg Palace. Uh, I was preparing for. Oh, here we go. Are you there? Hello. Hello. I don't hear anybody. What the fuck is going on here? Am I not? Maybe I'm not. Hello? Are you there? All right. You know what happened? I got to. I'm going to. I have to call. Obviously, we're doing the show over. Thank you for calling Colin. Videos host and calls. God, I'm going to fucking lose my shit. Enter your six-digit PIN number. Welcome, host. You are now in the host room and can manage your callers from the Colin Studio web interface. Show recording is All on. Right. Dual channel. I can't. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry I can't call you directly because otherwise I can't. It won't be on the air. Hello. Maybe I could do that. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. All right. Forget it. Fuck it.
we'll reschedule. I'm going to lose my fucking shit any second now. I'm going to have to start the show over. Obviously, this show fucking sucks. So maybe I should just not do a show tonight. <sighs> maybe that'll be the solution. You can see I'm like, my whole neck is red. Because I'm, my fucking blood pressure is up. I'm not sure why, period, the caller called in to test it and it works, but we could do Skype, but I don't know. Oh, great. It's a break. Fuck this. The show's fucking over. I'm deleting the show. It never happened. Holy fuck my life. Oh my god. I, I, there you are. There I am. Oh my okay. god. Hello. Wait, I just have to recover from my... How are you? <laughs> Lousy, how are you? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, this regime sucks. We're all covered with orange slime. Holy shit. And pretty soon we're all going to be morbidly obese. Wow. I don't know. Really, I don't know what the fuck that was about. I mean, yeah. that's crazy. I'm so sorry that that happened. Right. And um, I really... I did all these tests. Right. Well, I'm glad you were able to get in because I was just about to lose my mind, and I'm glad that you're here. So thank you for being such a trooper, for never giving up. I guess it's a real metaphor for life because I was like, that's it, show's over, bye. I was telling people, I'm not doing a show, fuck it. And, uh, I mean, I really shouldn't really be cursing that. I mean, we're, you could curse, but I try to keep it to a minimum. My mother wouldn't be happy to hear the podcast. So, all right. No, um, my mother taught me how to swear. <laughs> so really right. Well, uh, she's, look at this country. What, what else can you do? It's... Yeah, well, she was a pretty tough lumberjack. That's all I can say. <laughs> right. Well, that's good. She taught you well. And I'm glad because, really, I was telling the listeners earlier that, you know, Mary Trump's book is important, but there is no more important book for this time but your book, How Trump Stole 2020. This has to really be on everyone's everyone's top of mind because they're at it again. So I thank you for, for, for all that you do, and thank you for writing it. Um, yeah, so well, what do we do? Well, you're welcome, and... Uh thing is, I didn't write Trump stole 2020 because I thought it's hopeless. He mm -hmm. did steal 2020. That's a fact. It's not mm -hmm. a prediction. I don't have crystal balls. I just have, I'm a, I have a fedora. I'm an investigative reporter, and here's the truth. They've already removed 17 million people from the voter rolls. Mm -hmm. And that means that's, I would say about a fourth of the people listening 
are probably have lost their registrations and don't know it. So you're not going to get your mail-in ballot. Mm-hmm. I know they want you to mail in wow. your ballot, but if you don't get it, if it's not mailed to you, I don't think people get this. Okay, mm-hmm. write this down. If my ballot is not mailed to me, I can't mail it back in. Right. right? Mm-hmm. I know it sounds obvious, but um, I haven't heard this anywhere on MSDNC right. or on anything that gives you a hint that there's a problem here and you better result, take care of it. So Absolutely. everyone listening to this, this is Greg Tallis, by the way. Mm hmm. Yes, okay. that's right. We I didn't even introduce you. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. You, can, you want to do am... the uh, introduction <laughs> thing? Yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's do, do this. it. So we they're saying, so... who, is this, who right. is this guy? I'm so discombobulated. Uh, lumberjack mother. Exactly. Okay, go right ahead. Greg yeah. Palace is. He's an investigative reporter for the BBC, The Guardian, Rolling Stone. He has written bestsellers, including The Best Democracy Money Can Buy. And his new book, how Trump Stole 2020, The Hunt for America's Vanished Voters, is has just been released, and you need to go get it right now and catch his reports. In at- fact, I'm going to make I'm, I'm going to make it uh, an offer you can't refuse. Cool. If you get it right now, today, before midnight, and I'm not kidding because after midnight, I don't think I own the rights to my audiobook, but I, today I own the rights. Oh, cool. So if you buy the if you buy the get. Get yourself a copy of How Trump Stole 2020, Usual Suspects, from your local bookstore or, um, um, you know, uh, Jungle Name, I won't say it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to do. Um, I will Then you go to audiobook at gregpalace.com. So my name is spelled G-R-E-G-P-A-L-A-S-T, Greg Palast. And you go to audiobook at gregpalace.com. Send me a copy of your um, receipt or something like a screenshot or some crap like that. And my office will send you. Just get it done today, and my office will send you the audiobook for free. That's like thirty bucks. Those things. yes, because they, they rip you off badly. <laughs> right. That's great. Hell, you can get you get the paperback for ten bucks, and then they charge you for the audiobook <laughs> like it's uh, like right. it's uh, cocaine or something. You know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's great because, <laughs> like, and then yeah, you have okay, no so, excuse because then you can right. listen to it while you're right. doing other In things. Fact, right. Right. In fact, I'm going to make you listen to it while you're doing other things. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. The, the trick. Everything goes better when you're right. listening you... to my bad jokes and my <laughs> investigative report. So at any rate, the important thing is, um, so number one, check your registration, ladies and gentlemen. Besides getting the book, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting the audio book, uh, check your registration online. You can do that in any state. And you'll be surprised. I know I looked up Greg Palace and said no such voter here in California. Wow. Right? It's all these cool surfer dudes. It's a really an awful place to vote, actually. But mm-hmm. uh, most places are. Um, and, you know, unless you're like in Oregon or some kind of white uh, enclave like that. It's amazing that that of all the places that Trump has invaded, he, he invaded the whitest city in America. Mm-hmm. And that, by the way, that's that's not just an idea. That's true. Six percent black, which is, makes it the the whitest city in the United States, a major city in the United States. Wow. Um, so, uh, but I guess Trump wants to keep it that way. Right, so, absolutely. Uh, but the important thing for us is um, how we steal back the election. So right. the book is called How Trump Stole 2020, but I, the whole point is how you steal it back. And that's what we can do. I mean, that is we bust the burglar. We don't have to steal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, so I'm just warning you so, ladies and gentlemen, you ain't no ballot unless you're registered. So check your registration now. Right. Um, you know, I, I was in Atlanta at the beginning of, of how Trump's bill 2020. I'm in Atlanta. Um, and 
I have sued the uh, the uh, little uh, um, the Trumpette Brian Kemp, mm. who's now governor of Georgia, he's secretary of state in charge of the voting. He's running for governor while he's in charge of the vote. Pretty good. Right. And so he uses his position as, as Secretary of State to wipe out over half a million voters off the voter rolls. Half a million. Mm. I'm down in Atlanta with the list. I sue him. I get the list of people who's removed. We try to warn everyone we could to put it up and et cetera. But I got there and there's a woman in hysterical an African American mm. woman of course, hysterical at this Atlanta polling station. What's happened? Her 92-year-old cousin was just thrown out and said, you're not registered here. She's been voting, registered and voting at that same school for 50 years, half a century, and they threw her butt out. Now, why? Well, she was clearly voting while black, which is right. not legal in Georgia. But even beyond that, you know, this is Martin Luther King's cousin. Wow. Who's 92 years old. And they if they could throw her out, they can throw you out. Right. So you check your damn registration. You do it right now. I don't want to hear your excuses. Exactly. I know you got other things to do. You're going to get around to it later. No, you won't. <laughs> You're going to, you know, and your vote may be down the toilet. Okay, so think about that. And you tell everyone you know. Now, that's the beginning. That's that's the registration cons that they're playing. Right. That's how they the beginning to steal the vote. Then the next thing they do is they just take your vote and they throw it in the garbage. Did you know that 22%, one in five, Mail-in ballots is never counted. One in Jesus. five. That's according to MIT. One in five. So you think you're going to beat Trump by sticking a stamp on it? Right. Get real. Right. Let's wake up right now and realize that they are stealing this thing. you got to steal it back. And if I hear one more damn person like James Carville say, oh, don't worry. Trump's got it. Right. Trump doesn't stand a chance. He's told us that that's a repeat of what he said in 2016. Exactly. Yep. You know? And so far, I don't see no... <laughs> President Clinton, right. Hillary, ain't there. And so, yeah, I know that all the polls were against right. Trump. Wait, hold on a second, Greg. We, this is just yep. our break time. We'll be right back. Good. We go right into it, though, so hang out. All right, continue. That's just where I have to cut the commercials for Progressive Voices, so there you go. Greg, okay. we're talking to okay. Greg Palace, investigative reporter, and uh, he is a best-selling author of of the best democracy money can buy and his new book, How Trump Stole 2020, The Hunt for America's Vanished Voters, is right is now out. So go get it immediately. Yeah. So, Greg, thank you. Continue what you were saying. You're very welcome. <laughs> so, again, if you get How Trump Stole 2020, well, the main thing you get is how to steal it back right. in the book. But the other thing <laughs> you get right. if you uh, get it and send me a uh, thing of your, um, like a little iPhone photo or a mm -hmm. no phone photo, I don't care, of your receipt, I'll send you the audiobook for gratis. My foundation, I see, I don't make any money off this. I want to tell people, not that you care, mm -hmm. but it's all proceeds go to um, the Palace Investigative Fund, which is our nonprofit foundation, so that we can, so that we can grab these. Right, care. right. I have 15 people. It's not just, you know, I'm just the hat on camera. So we do a hell of a job of, of old-fashioned gumshoeing, deep investigative reporting. And that's why we are uncovering the – we're getting these secret lists, scamps like Brian Camp. Mm. You know, that's the guy. When he ran against Stacey Abrams, he, he said he, he, he got a – he used to be like a really straight New South guy like Jimmy Carter. Mm -hmm. But then to, to win the Georgia governorship, you know, he decided he was going to go full goober. Mm. And, he, and he changed out of his blue right. suit, puts on 
an, an old, you know, Pendleton shirt and some jeans, gets a pickup truck and says, I got me a pickup right. He starts uh. talking like a Uber, too, he, which he never did before. This is not his real uh, accent. He says, I, I got me a pickup truck so I can aliens myself. Right. Because right. I have and, to take them to the border so, myself. Okay, right. so that, that's Georgia. Yeah, and so what happened, so, but the thing is, this guy took for test drive the methods that they're going to use around the country for removing voters. So mm -hmm. he removes a half a million. The GOP goes after another 16 million voters, and no one's talking about it. Right. They're off the list. It's not like, it's not like it's a threat. The only thing is with the, in Wisconsin, which is going to decide this election. Everything's mm. up to Wisconsin. This is the swing state this year. I mean, there's a few, but probably comes out to Wisconsin. Trump supposedly won Wisconsin by 22,000 votes out of 3 million. So they're nervous, mm. the GOP. So they don't think they can win it this time. Uh, they, they didn't win it last time. They right. had to steal it. That's yes. in how Trump stole 2020, called uh, um, Wisconsin Eats Its Young, is the title <laughs> of that chapter. Um, but the stuff that Wisconsin 2020 is about a lawsuit being brought by billionaires. Not This is not the Koch brothers. I mean, there are other billionaires out there who are at least as nasty, right. rabid, and, yeah. you know, um, the Bradley family of Milwaukee. They had a big manufacturing operation. They shut it down, uh, you know, basically disemployed all, all of the uh, union workers and African-Americans. And now, so they devastate Milwaukee. Walkie, but and they pulled all the plants out, moved them to China, but then took the money that they made from the move, selling out, and put a billion dollars into kind of right-wing, crypto-fascist wow. uh, political attacks and legal attacks. And I, I don't say that lightly, by the way, crypto-fascist. It is. Yes. When you're when you're removing people from voter rolls, that's fascism because you are basically taking people's rights that's to control it. themselves. So yeah. The, uh, so what's happened is is that. They've sued the state of Wisconsin. You'll see this in the book, saying, "Oh, you got to remove these 152,000 people who've left the state." Now, who are they? They're almost all students and black people. Mm -hmm. Students in Madison, black people in Milwaukee. This is how they intend to win this presidency, to keep Wisconsin. So they mm -hmm. say you got to remove 152,000 people who've moved. And so I go to Wisconsin. Believe it or not. Unusually, the state's on my side. Uh, the lieutenant governor, uh, his name is Mandela Barnes, African-American uh, activist. And he said, look, so you got to look at this stuff. They're trying to make us remove these voters. I talked to the election board. He said, this is all phony list, but we don't know what to do. The, you know, the legislature is telling us to remove these people. So, so let's find out if they've moved. So I took the list, and there was Saquana Taylor. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely guilty of voting while black. So right. I asked Saquana, I said, why are you voting in Milwaukee if you've moved out of Milwaukee. You can't do that. That's against the law. And she said, I didn't move out of Milwaukee. I said, how do, she, I, she said, I, moved, I said, how do I know that? She says, look at the sign on this guy's at the state building. Look at the sign on the building. I'm Milwaukee County Supervisor. Jesus. They said that the black woman is Milwaukee County Supervisor left Milwaukee. That's right. the games that they're playing. That's right. the stories you get how Trump stole 2020. But if you don't find that interesting enough, I've included a 48-page comic book by Ted Rawls, right. uh, so that you know. <laughs> right. If you don't get it, if you don't get it, uh, figure out what I'm saying. You know, look at the pictures. <laughs> right, and it's it's no, it's no crime. That's why I also wanted to ask. This, so, what do we do to stop them? How is it just Several ensure things. that we're on the voting rolls, or how do we really know? Because that, I would right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So at at the back of the book. At the back of the book, 
there is Greg and Ted's new improved ballot condom. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a, you can tear it out, photocopy it, or, you know, zip it around any way you want, <laughs> get it on your phone, send it around to your buds. Now the ballot condom, no, you don't wrap it around your ballot. <laughs> the way you preserve, you protect your ballot is by following the seven steps. And, and step one, you got right. You check your registration. Oh my God. What does it take? Okay. I know that seems crazy. I know you've been voting in the same place 20 years. I don't care. Mrs. Jordan would vote the same place 50 years. Uh. They threw her butt out. Okay. Now I saw this Raheem Shabazz, a local radio personality. I was at this polling station when they threw him out. Okay. So that you have wow. to check. I checked. Really. I literally was gone too. So, hmm. um, Check and re-register online. That's number one. Number two, ask for your ballot at least 60 days in order for mailing. Right. And if you don't get it within a month, if you don't get it, if you don't get it by the first week of October, in the first week of October, you better go, you either better call your county clerk or go in and get it. I know that's not so easy. That's a lot of work for a vote. Too freaking bad. I don't care. You're going right. to have to work at this vote. If you want to get the orange stain out, you are going to have to put in some effort. I'm sorry. You know, John Lewis just died. He put in a little effort. He went across the Pettus Bridge, and they nearly beat him to death. He was mm-hmm. in a coma. He was almost mm-hmm. dead. Okay, mm-hmm. you, don't have to, you don't have to march 50 miles to Montgomery. You don't have to, uh, you know, uh, avoid getting lynched by maniacs. All you have to do is stay on top of this of your vote so right. they can't steal it. You know, I'm sorry, it's not as easy as pick and lick, you know, pick a presidential candidate, right. lick the stamp, Ugh. and you're and you're in. Forget about it, baby. That right. ain't happening. Right. That's not what they're doing. So they don't count a lot of votes. I told you one in five mail-in votes don't get counted. Half of those are because people don't get the ballot. As yep. I said, you can't vote if you don't get it. So make sure you get it. And uh, that's number one. And make sure, and by the way, if you've moved, you don't have to re-register if you've moved in your neighborhood, but if you don't, you're out of your damn mind. Right. Because you'll never get your ballot. And mm. you're gonna have all kinds of problems. Change all your IDs. You know, time to get that real ID. You know, we've got the Patriot Act, so you gotta get so if you got an old address on your um, on your uh, driver's license, get the new ID. Right. You know, I'm sorry, it's not easy. You know, Stacey Abrams, who is uh, you know, head of Fair Fight, and I my she hired my team, she hired the Greg Palace team to go through voter rolls in Georgia and stuff and see what the scams that they were pulling off. Well, even she, she's a top, you know, she almost lost her mail-in vote this June. Mm-hmm. They mailed her a ballot, and inside was an envelope, which, because of the Georgia humidity, the envelope was sealed. That's the return envelope for your ballot. That happened to thousands of people. Well, if you rip open that envelope and return it, like with scotch tape on it or something, right. <laughs> or use your own envelope. Say, ah, I'll just send an envelope. It's just an envelope, right? The ballot's ballot. You just threw away your vote. It's got to be their ballot. She knew that she had to actually go and wait in line, you know, chance of chance getting the, the bug to get mm-hmm. a, new, uh, a new envelope. That's how it works. Okay, I'm sorry. So this is Greg Palace yes. hectoring you, cajoling you, threatening you, tickling you. Licking you, whatever it takes, I'm going to get you to save <laughs> right. your damn vote. Right. Okay, and you're going to read the book, How Trump Stole 2020, because it's filled with a lot of lame jokes with some very, very serious investigative reporting. Absolutely. That will save your 
vote and and hopefully save this country. You got to know, and that's the other thing. We got to talk about it. We got to get yeah. people to take the information and spread it around. If you go to gregpalace.com, I'm actually going to put up the ballot condom today. So you don't even have to buy the book to get the condom. But I'm going to tell you this: you want to buy the book because you really want and and you really want the book for yourself and for your dumb cousin in Iowa who thinks Trump actually won in right. 16 as opposed to steal it. So okay, so. Take my word with it. Stick with me on this. Get the books How Trump Stole 2020. And um, like I said, get the ballot condom. You can always go to gregpalace.com and just pick up the your ballot protection plan. But mm-hmm. you want the whole Megillah. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of your work that you do. I, well, I read the book. And it, it terrifies me, and I've been encouraging uh, everybody. You, wait, can I ask you a question? I know it's terrifying, <laughs> but I don't want to scare people off. It's not no. a horror movie. I mean, it is, but yeah, it's yeah. Kind of, oh, well, it's has, terrifying. It's, it's entertaining. Yes, it's entertaining. No, it's a great book. It's really uh, the way that you present it is is for uh, it's extremely palatable. Let's put it that way. But it terrifies me because I feel that we need to get more people paying attention and that's what we're doing we will great work thank you thank you greg for sticking it sticking with the all of the technical problems like a pain (laughs) in the butt but we got there yes we're telling the truth on them so i'll see you at gregpals.com yes absolutely thank you so much i'll talk to you soon bye bye now oh my god guys thank you for hanging out and i really have to thank greg again and i'm gonna have to apologize for all of this the technical difficulties. I don't know what the hell happened. Why that happened. And then, of course, I started getting panicky about it. It's all good practice, I suppose. And But it is kind of a thing in Buddhism, I have to tell you. Just what I was saying. When you're making... And, and this is a good lesson for... It's not just in Buddhism. It's a life lesson. When you, But it's a Buddhist kind of theory or or philosophy i'm not sure how you how what it, it's sort of like a law like a, a part of the mystic law of cause and effect but when you're making great changes when you're doing something that is uh important you might find it in your own life you'll you'll see that you're tr- you're making a change you're doing something that you're um that stretches your abilities or something that breaks has a breakthrough. I don't know. You know what I mean? Let's say it might even be uh, you're not, you decide not to drink one day at a time or do drugs one day at a time and you find, okay, I'm going to go to a meeting or I'm going to go to rehab, but you go and your car gets a flat tire and you're, you miss the bus, and all of these obstacles present themselves. It's sort of, that's kind of like a spiritual law of the universe. If you stick it out, that's when you make great changes. And it's also the, um, it's a hallmark. If you're getting pushback, then you will, you can kind of take it as a sign that you're heading in the right direction, actually. So sort of like when I get hate mail from conservatives, I consider it, it uh, the right thing. I, th- I think, okay, great, I'm doing this correctly. 
because uh, this guy is triggered or whatever it might be. Um, let me check in with you guys, though, and see how you're doing after all that. This is what's fun about doing the show, a live show. It makes me uh, having, well, it's sort of like we kind of get to know each other <laughs> more as I'm sitting here having a moment and you guys are like, it's okay, keep going. And thank you. Thank you, Shannon. We got some super chats. Oh, and thank you, Banterboard, for another super chat. And I hope you enjoyed that interview. But I'm also, I really, um, and I'm not just saying this because Greg was on the show. I'm 100,000% sure that we need this. We need to understand what we're up against. And it's also part of the frustration. And I'm glad that Greg mentioned the MSNBC failures, D MSDNC, it's the truth. They should be discussing this. It's good they have Stacey Abrams on now and then, who she discusses her, her organization, Fair Fight. But w what I would really like them to do, or um, what we do, maybe adopt what we do as uh, a principle, to discuss that the Republican Party is not a majority party. They only have power because of their dirty tricks. They, uh, we were reading the article. This goes back decades. Before we were, some of us were even born. Before our friend Mark was born, our young friend. This is a country that he was born into where the minority, greed-centered, fascist ghouls who receive fewer votes are inflicting their manias on uh, a country who is with the, where the majority of people are suffering on the wrong side of Reaganomics, where we have the, we have the receipts, the fruits of their labors, all of that, the article we read about how the American, how um, the United States is the second worst country to raise a family in the democratic Western world, that, that's a byproduct. It's like Jeff Waldorf said when he was on the show, that it's not, it's, yeah, they, they didn't do that by accident. This is exactly the point it is what they were trying to do having a an easily manipulated desperate entirely uh at their disposal working class so a, a class of peons serfs under uh their heel without the ability to challenge corporate power to challenge the power of the elite to do anything about the oppression. That's that's the point. That's why voting is so important. And it pisses me off that we don't hear this on any other channels except this channel or Ron Placone or Jeff Waldorf or the the real liberal media, Democracy Now. 
right? Let me see. Yes, <laughs> Darn Tootin on the chat says, did you see where the Ayn Rand Institute got bailout money? Yes, we did a show on that. One, Well, we discussed it on the show. Exactly. The hypocrisy is boundless. Oh, here's something. Let me show you. I just got a text on Periscope from a Trump NZ. See, I put it up on the screen. <laughs> you, sh you shouldn't be so hard on yourself, Fred. You're not no one, Fred. You're, you're a person. Not just a pawn to a dictator envying con man. For people on the podcast who are only listening and not watching, Fred wrote, no one is watching you. No one is listening to your bullshit. <laughs> Do you feel like no one, Fred? You poor thing. You shouldn't talk to yourself like that. That's bad karma. <laughs> I like shit like this. I get a kick out of it. And also, I mean, it does annoy me because they're stupid. That annoys me. It annoys me that I have to share the same country with morons who would, they, they're everything that we talk about here. They, uh, they are the enemies from within, from within that the founders warned us about. But, and this asshole right here, Fred, <laughs> he's going to vote for Twitler again. It doesn't matter. Let there be, there'll be 200,000 dead. In four months, there'll be fucking six million sick. There'll be uh, f 60 million unemployed. This asshole, Fred, he'll, he's like, thank you, my lord. Thank you for the trickle. Yeah, let's make America great by making it the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap of all of our Western partners. Let's make it great by ensuring that the American people can't save $400. So somebody like Twitler can continue the grift and the graft and the corruption and stuff this country with his unqualified flunkies while you sit there like a moron talking about what? Oh, uh, Black Lives Matter really triggers you. He wrote something about Black Lives Matter. I don't know what I said, but he said, if they were holding BLM signs, it would be okay. I'm not sure what that was response to. I don't know. What, what do you mean, Fred? No one's watching me. You're watching me. These people aren't no one. Don't hate yourself like that. Well, I guess I could understand why you would hate yourself. If you don't have the self-awareness, though, to hate yourself. You do it underneath the surface. That's how it is with Trump and Z's. They lack the maturity to engage in self, uh, just the self-awareness. Holy shit, is the show over? It is on Progressive Voices. Guys, I know the show sucked today, except for that minute and a half with Greg Pallast trying to get in here. And But I'm glad that we stuck it out. It, it is a, a lesson 
that you never give up. Especially when you're trying to make the world great, safe for democracy, make it live up to the founding ideals. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. We stick together. We win. Go get Greg Pallett's book right now and read it. And we're back. My name is Tara Devlin. Oh, and there, right on cue, there goes the fucking TV. Wonderful. Why? Yeah, that's what I should do. Just sit around and watch TV. Why is my face getting so white suddenly again? It's the lighting. Let me show you. The show will get better. Don't worry. I can't believe that happened. That wasn't my fault. (laughs) I sound like Twitler now. (laughs) It's not my fault. I take absolutely no responsibility for the mishaps on the phone. I did test the phone, I have to tell you, because I was nervous that there would be a problem. What the hell? So I tested it. Numerous times. I tested it different ways, too. That's what I did. And then, well, and Susan, she called in, and it worked. So I don't know what was happening. Something might have been wrong with where he was, where Greg was, his signal or Wi-Fi. Yeah. Where is this Fred? Is he on Periscope? No one is watching you. No one is listening to your bullshit. And what am I supposed to do with that, Fred? God, I hate Republicans. I really do. All right, let's continue with... If only they were just comical. You know what I mean? Annoying little gnat. Except that they are squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. And that's why, it, I'm not kidding, get Greg Pallast's book and make sure that they don't kick you off the voting rolls, that we can vote. Nothing is going to be more terrifying than waking up on the day after Election Day like we did in 2016 with this, this another, yet another Republican who steals an election The Republican Party is an illegitimate, greed-centered death cult. They can't win. They can't win an election on the basis of their class war, kiss-up, kick-down ideology, their hatred. There's not enough racists in the country anymore for them. No, they're there, like Fred. Fred22500. A derivative dupe an idiot someone who's who saw who took the trump university finals and failed too many trump network vitamins i suppose guzzling while drinking trump water and eating greasy disgusting trump steaks what does fred 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 is an s is an idiot and we're surrounded by them. But I'm sure we would, if we had a minute to go into Fred's life somehow, not that we would want to, but you'd do it. we would do it as, as like Jane Goodall. 
studies the apes. That's how we would do it. Not for any... It's not that he's uh, got anything to say that's worthy of a conversation. You study them to see... Just, just fascinating. See when they... They're, they're very easy to unpack, too. That's the other thing. You don't have to be Freud... You don't have to have a degree in psychology. They're, they're simple. Low-effort thinkers with low IQs. That's why they're so easily played. They're the dupes. There's a sucker born every minute. Trump and Z's are living proof. And they count on the rest of us being Trump and Z's. Being, being dupes, not being Trump and Z's. Being as stupid as they are. I'm losing my voice, that's why. It's been an interesting evening. Don't you think? We've run the gamut of emotions. We had some victories, some defeats. It's been up, it's been down. Well, I, I'm talking about me. I've been up and down. Let me check in with you guys. Yes, Peter on the chat says... What's crazy is Fred is probably unemployed, survives on Social Security and Medicare, yet hates all government, hates the government and all its programs. Exactly. That's who they are. Because it's racism. When it comes down to a Trump and Z, it is racism. You understand? You tickle their somewhere you just that's who, what they do they're they're easily manipulated by a con man tickling their racist funny bones they might cry and they will cry i'm not racist they all cry that but give me 10 minutes with them and see if they're capable of honest answers if they really had the courage to be honest with themselves but they don't it's about racism. It's even the ones who are... Oh, Jesus Christ. You see what's going on here? Everything's falling apart. This is a new... This is a new pop screen. Everything's... This is not a joke. I'm not kidding. I'm, what I'm talking about when it comes to karma and making changes. Positive changes. Because uh, I should share with you guys a good thing, good news. But I don't know if I'm able to. We got, well, I, uh, one good thing, you know, I don't know, I'm not going to say it. I can't, I don't know if I can, that's why. Well, s things will happen. Uh-oh. Somebody deleted their Patreon. <laughs> Why? That's weird. I hope I didn't do something. Yeah, maybe it's shot. They deleted it today. <laughs> Great. During the show, we lost a patron during the show. I won't name names to shame them. 
I'm not trying to shame them. There are many reasons why somebody would de-enroll themselves. Yet, they are patrons of many other liberal talk shows, I see. I guess I failed. I failed them. I'm sorry about that. Well, we do it anyway. I'm in my house here, trying to have a show. Trying to... Whatever. Putting yourself in the line of fire. In the line of Fred's. I need this shit. Sometimes that's what I think. Do I need this shit? All right, let's just continue with what what we were talking about. We're, and it's for real. So please, if you can, if you can afford it, if you're, if you, uh, I know that people are in financial straits. Go to, go to Amazon, go to wherever, and buy Greg Pallett's book and. S- Get the audiobook too. Send him your receipt. And you can listen to it while you're doing other things. But it's it's an important piece of work. It's probably, and I said this to him privately before he was on the air, that it is probably the most important book of th- this time period. And I'm not kidding. Mary Trump's book is great and it's f- a fun read, but it's not... It's not that we already didn't know what we were up against. This is information that you need. So, it should be on every every channel. If this were a functioning society, you understand? We would, that, that would be on, that would be the first story in the A block of every MSNBC show. They would get the big board out. Steve Kornacki would come up with the big board talking about all the voter suppression tactics. Of course, if this was a functioning democratic republic, you know what would happen? We wouldn't, we would not be in this boat. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have that article that we read yesterday. That would be, it wouldn't have happened that the United States is second worst, the second worst place to live, that's a failure of leadership, not a failure of us. And I believe that article needs to, we need to confront all of our representatives with that, that article and information, not saying, um, have you seen that article? You, you have to confront these people with, say, it's not, have you seen it? Say, what do you think of this? This is a failure. This is your fault. The representatives, our representatives, failed the American people to create a country that the rest of the world looks at with uh, in, in complete and utter disbelief. So let's continue with this. Well, what was I reading? That from the Atlantic about the voter caging. Let me just pick up where we left off. 
This is, uh, it's called, an article from The Atlantic called The Republican Party Emerges from Decades of Court Supervision by Van Newkirk. This was an article in January. 35 years after it was imposed, a judge has lifted a consent decree barring the Republican National Committee from pursuing ballot security measures. So the voter caging that Republicans engaged in, even though they were under court order not to, so for 35 years, they still did it illegally. That's who they are. And then they continued their court fight all the way, knowing, probably knowing in the back of their minds that what the, the end game was, that the more that they seized power, despite receiving fewer votes, their end game is to stuff the courts, to continuously stuff the courts with unqualified flunkies. So when we question What's, what's going on with our democracy? What happened to our ballot? What about our vote? Our, uh, what, what is this? We can't vote. I'm off the voting rolls? Who had the nerve to kick me off the voting rolls? I've been voting here for 40 years. Then it gets to court, and we have nothing to say about it. So they finally got to the point where a court gave them the okay to continue doing what they were doing illegally for 35 years. Do you understand? This was illegal. They were under, they went to court because the Democratic Party did sue them. And they were told by a court 35 years ago to stop it. Stop engaging in this illegal tactic. And they were like, yes, whatever. And they went about their business continuing to do it. It's like some kind, it is like the mob, a crime family. And they finally got to the point where they could buy off some judges who ruled in their favor. And now they can do it legally again. With the history of behavior in full view, federal courts moved to allow the decree to expire in December of 2017, a decision that was finalized Tuesday by a federal district court. And that was Tuesday of 2018. For the first time in three decades, the RNC can pursue ballot, quote unquote, ballot security measures without court pre-clearance. This question is whether an unfeathered RNC will return to the voter challenge to vote challenging and poll watching practices that were repeatedly found to be in violation of the Voting Rights Act. Even during the decades when the Republican National Committee was under a court order, schemes like challenging voters with undeliverable mail, known as voter caging, have flourished. Similarly, states have pursued initiatives like voter ID to address the undocumented specter of widespread voter fraud, which doesn't exist. Yet the University of California Irvine School of Law professor Rick Hassan argued in November as, as uh, it's unlikely that the RNC itself will, directly, will be directly challenging votes in the future. The RNC has no has to prove that it recently, that it, I'm sorry, 
I'm reading this wrong because my eyes are bullshit. The RNC had to prove it hadn't re recently violated the consent decree in order to be freed from it and risks ending up right back under another court order in the future if it should change course. Additionally, the RNC wouldn't need to get its hands dirty even if it wanted to continue vote challenging en masse. State-level GOP organizations have been repeatedly accused of pursuing strategies of voter suppression on their own. In 2016, a North Carolina court stepped in to stop Republican challengers in three counties from using voter caging to cancel thousands of voters in disproportionately black precincts. That year also saw multiple lawsuits filed against Georgia Secretary of State Brian Kemp, a Republican, for the cancellation of over 30,000 voter registrations for minor errors. 64% of the canceled registrations came from black voters. More recently, as my colleague Brendan Mock reported during Alabama's special election for its open Senate seat in December, black voters alleged intimidation by police at the polls. Yes. Shannon writes on the chat, I need, I'm reading this because I need the emotional support. I'm sorry. Things are sucking right now, left and right. I'm getting hit with shitty comments, people becoming, unbecoming a patron, <laughs> and assholes, technical problems despite everything. So Shannon says, thank you, Tara, for doing this fucking show. I thank you, Tara, for being you. Well, I thank you for being you, Shannon. Jesus Christ. It sucks being me. It really does sometimes. What do you think? It ain't no walk in the park. My goodness. Why did we lose... A patron during the show. Does the show suck? Does it suck that bad? <laughs> oh, fuck. I have to... I really have to stop. With the... Fucking negative... Self-talk... All right. Let me see. Here's an article from the New York, I mean, I'm sorry, the Washington Post. John Lewis fought for voting rights. If you're against that, you're against him. Exactly. Mitch McConnell. Oh, he loved walking hand in hand across that bridge with him. That was the best moment, one of his fondest memories, according to him. And er this is an article by Eric Holder. It's, you know, but they're calling out these filthy Republicans. The hypocrisy is their beating heart. They don't care. So he writes, John Lewis was a revolutionary. Uh, I'll take, I take exception. I don't know. We, I'm not going to get into it. They're putting him to rest today. We've already discussed this. I have my own opinions. 
Anyway, John Lewis was a revolutionary, an opponent of the status quo. All right, we can, we can have a debate, but for another time. He wasn't consumed with the acquisition of power, but committed to it for good. Okay, we can have another discussion. Put a pin in that. He helped to destroy a system of American apartheid and raise a better nation from its rubble. He was among the founding fathers and mothers of a more just America, men and women who braved guns, billy clubs, and bare fists to awaken the conscience of a country. He spoke out against bigotry, police brutality, abuse of power, and violations of the right to protest. But nowhere was his dedication clearer than in his determination to secure the still unmet promise of our nation, the right to vote. Well, here, uh, let me, let me remi- remind you guys, we really don't have a right to vote in the Constitution. The Supreme Court, the filthy, disgusting, conservative Supreme Court, I don't know which court it was now that I'm saying that, the Supreme Court has ruled that there is no implicit right to vote in our Constitution. Isn't that convenient, though? Because the Supreme Court, the reason that the Supreme Court exists is to entrench power. There's many books on this. You can go through their history, what they they are constituted to do. For the most part, there have been periods where the Supreme Court has ruled on the right side of history, but... <laughs> For the, for the most part, they're there to enrich the rich and keep the people nice and compliant and malleable and down on the, on the other side of the ladder. So the Supreme Court, let's say rules, let's say no right to vote. Let's say no. Supreme Court rules there is no right. Here we go. This is an article from 2018 by Kristen Erbhard. Erbhard? Sightline.org. The Supreme Court just reminded us Americans don't have the right to vote. Freedom of speech and religion? Check. Right to bear arms? Roger, but not voting. On Monday, the Supreme Court of the United States handed down a stunning but predictable decision in Hudson, no, no, Husted versus Randolph, the case about the state of Ohio purging thousands of voters from the voting rolls. Stunning because it gives state legislatures unprecedented power to prevent eligible voters from voting. Predictable, because contrary to popular assumption, the U.S. Constitution actually does not guarantee a citizen's right to vote. Freedom of speech and religion, yes. The right to bear arms, yes, but not voting. The result of this rather important omission from the Bill of Rights is that the Supreme Court does not carefully scrutinize cases where states stomp on voters' rights in the same way the court investigates state infringements on free speech or guns. In a matter of years, 
The state of Ohio purged millions of voters from the state's voter rolls. Ohio has already started to purge the purge process for 4 million voters, half, fully half of the voters in the state, because they didn't vote in the 2010 midterms. Voter turnout in the U.S. is consistently dismal, in part due to the outdated electoral methods. Every purged person was a citizen who had registered to vote. Thousands of purged voters showed up at the polls to vote in 2016, only to find, to their surprise, that they were not on the voter rolls. Not only was this distressing for the purged voters, the resulting confusion lengthened weights at the polls for all Ohio voters, possibly causing additional voters to give up and not vote. Hello, this is how it works. But the court didn't ask whether Ohio's program unnecessarily violated voters' rights. Nope. Instead, the court's decision asked only whether Ohio violated the letter of federal law. The National Voter Registration Act of 1993 forbids states from removing someone from the rolls by reason of the person's failure to vote. Another section in the law says that no one may be removed solely by reason of a failure to vote. So the state of Ohio argued that it was not removing voters from the roll solely, solely because of the person's failure to vote, but rather because of their, their failure to vote and their failure to return a card asking them whether they had moved. That's voter caging that they had just, they're just been given the okay to continue. D- even though they were doing it for 35 years illegally in spite of a court order. These pigs. I'm sorry, pigs. I didn't mean it. You would never behave like that to your fellow pigs. Only Republicans behave like that. And they cry when they sing America the Beautiful. You'll hear them these weepy renditions while they have wear their American flag made in China American flag lapel pins humping a flag in front of a bunch of Trump and Z dupes including Fred at a rally unbelievable Uh, Justice Thomas wrote a concurring opinion emphasizing that states have the exclusive authority to decide who gets to vote and who does not because the Constitution does not protect voters from states' potentially capricious and discriminatory rules. That's your African-American member. That's your token, your Uncle Clarence Thomas. How disgusting. If a state decides that someone who hasn't voted or hasn't returned a card, voter caging, doesn't qualify as a voter, the courts uphold the state's rights to exclude that person from voting. Compare that to free speech or guns, where the courts would protect citizens' constitutional rights against states who infringe on those rights without an extremely good reason. Oh, my God. It's so overwhelming. On the chat, I see, well, on the Facebook chat, 
Russell asks, question, Tara, how bribes will the Electoral College be this year? Bribes? I don't know about bribes. The whole goddamn thing is bribed. This country. The government is an appendage of the affairs of billionaires. That's what FDR said as he was warning, well, saying, reminding the American people that the first Republican Great Depression, because the American system had been had become a government, mere an appendage of the affairs of billionaires, causing this greedy, greed-centered crash. Well, here we are. And a lot of assholes like Tread, a lot of Trump Benzies, they think that's freedom. That's because for 30 years and more since Bill Clinton signed the deregulation, the, the 1996, um, the uh, Telecommunications Act of 96, deregulating, putting the nail in the coffin of the, uh, of, of a regulated media that didn't allow this one person to own a radio station and a TV station and a newspaper in the same market. So it allowed media concentration, which was not allowed because it was detrimental and not just detrimental, dangerous to democracy. Just like we had an estate tax that prevented an aristocracy from developing. There was a time when the American people and those in government, not all, everybody obviously, but uh, many people understood that you can't have a democracy and an intergenerational aristocracy at the same time. So we have progressive taxation and a, an estate tax and high marginal tax rates on the rich, and other protections that prevent the power of business. As FDR talked about, uh, he described, that is in itself is fascism. Right? Let me get that quote. FDR... I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to put this show on Progressive Voices? Half of the show is me not even saying anything. <laughs> FDR said, the first truth is that the liberty of a democracy is not safe if the people tolerate the growth of private power to a point where it becomes stronger than their democratic state itself. That, in essence, is fascism. Ownership of government by an individual, by a group, or by any other controlling private power. Now, the American people, they don't realize that. They don't get it. In the GOP tax scam, when they eliminated, completely eliminated the estate tax, I didn't hear one corporate media mouthpiece attack it or point out that the estate tax is there to prevent an intergenerational aristocracy from developing that could reach out and control government itself. 
That's the kind of system the founders rebelled against. None of them said that. They probably pointed to a pole. They took out the big board and said, look, Americans 50% think this, 40% think that, 10% don't think. What do you think of that now, panel? Ridiculous. And that's why I ask everybody to support this show as much as it sucks. Because this is it, man. This is what you get. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. God damn it. I'm sure Tommy Lauren show has got real high production value. Diamond and Silk. You always got them. You got Joy Reid. You don't hear them saying, please become a patron. Or getting upset when patrons don't become a patron. Or don't, or disenroll themselves. In the middle of the, probably the worst show in my mind that has ever dared become a tower buster. Except for Greg Palast. At least he was able to get on the show. God damn it. What? Is, how embarrassing, though. The fuck, man. After everything. That's what sucks. That's what, that is like what happens, though. It feels like a pattern in my life. I get excited about something, and then it turns into a shit show. I should probably not ever get excited about anything and try to trick trick the the demons in the universe. No, I don't believe that there are demons, but I don't know what. There are no demons. The only demons there, there are demons in the Mitch McConnell's a demon. I mean they're greed centered ghouls for sure. So how bribed will the Electoral College be? Let's see. Well I do have this article about the Electoral College Another lie that we hear that the Twitter. Let me look at the time, though. Actually, we're running out of time. It's almost over the show. <laughs> Ain't it been a great show? Well, the astounding advantage of the Electoral College to Republicans from Vox by Ian Milheiser. So don't believe Twitter when he's like, oh, the Republicans have a disadvantage. No, they have an advantage. In 2016, Milhauser writes, Donald Trump won the presidency despite receiving nearly 33 million fewer votes. Stick around, it'll be 30, vote, 30 million one day. Then Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton. In 2000, George Bush pulled off a similar trick. According to a new study, these aren't flukes. They are the kind of results we should expect from the Electoral College. The study by three econo economist researchers at the University of Texas quantifies just how often the Electoral College will produce inversion. That is an election where one candidate wins the popular vote and the other walks away with the presidency. The numbers are astonishing. So we'll continue that another time uh, guys i want to thank you for whatever sticking with the show 
hanging out in spite of all of the problems. In spite of me and all of my problems. My body dysmorphic disorder. My negative self-talk. My seriously lacking technical abilities. And my, uh, my mood swings. My sometimes wanting to give up. Please go and buy Greg Palace's book. <laughs> Very smooth transition to... No, it wasn't a smooth transition. I should have shut my fat mouth for a second. All right, let's just continue. I'm not going to stay on the show much longer. I probably, um, I was going to, I'm not going to say that. I was going to, what I was going to say, I'll probably go back to drinking, but I won't. I'm not kidding. I, I'm only kidding on that. That's not a funny joke. The study by three economists, researchers at the University of Texas quantifies just how often the, the electoral college will produce inversion. Okay, that's where we left off. <laughs> You're nice, Russell, on the chat. Russell's probably by himself on Facebook. Come on over to the YouTube channel. There are more people there. Don't worry, Russell. I appreciate you participating, Russell. In modern elections where one party prevails by just two points and the two-party popular vote inversions are expected in more than 30 percent of elections that number rises to 40 percent in, in elections with a one point margin one percentage point margin republicans moreover are far more likely to benefit from inversion than democrats in the modern period the study suggests republicans should be expected to win 65 percent of the presidential contests in which they narrowly lose the popular vote. This Republican advantage can shift elections where the Democrat was a fair, clear winner in the popular vote. A 3.0 point margin favoring the Democrat, the study concludes, is associated with a 16% inversion probability. In other words, Republicans will win nearly one in six presidential races where they lose the popular vote by three points. Indeed, to understand the magnitude of the GOP's advantage in this electoral college, consider this chart, and I'll show you. This chart shows the probability of a Republican electoral college victory across 92 different models. Notice that the chance of a GOP victory reaches 50% when Republicans have less than 50% of the vote. At the extremes, the chart suggests that there is still a small chance of a Republican victory, even in elections where Democrats win the popular vote by six points. The study is authored by University of Texas at Austin economics professor Michael Garuso and Dean Spears and Garuso's research assistant Ishana Talasara, 
who is also a student at UT. To reach their conclusions, the research team ran hundreds of thousands of simulated elections under a variety of electoral models. The paper as a whole studies three periods in American history, the antebellum period, blah, 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 whatever. This is giving you the, the backstory. Overall, they conclude that the high probability of inversion at narrow vo vote margins is an across-history property of the Electoral College system. The Electoral College has, at points, given an advantage to Democrats, Republicans, and the now-defunct Whig Party. Now it gives a clear advantage to Republicans. The Electoral College skews elections by giving a structural advantage to small states. Each state receives a number of electoral votes equal to the number of United States House of Representative members from that state plus two. These two additional votes effectively triple the voting power of the smallest states while having only a negligible impact on the voting of large states. Now, this is bullshit. You get it? That means that the minority, all the fringe, the Tennessee, the, the Kansas... The, the, the people that don't make this country a great modern country, nobody is dreaming of going to Tennessee. They want to go to the blue states. They want to see the culture, the diversity, the, the art, the lights. The, whatever, you know, the, no one's really coming to look at the moon over the meth lab in Tennessee. I'm sorry. Or the methadone clinic. It's really effed up, and I'm, t I'm sick of it. This is why we're sick, you get it? Because they're not supposed to be a majority party. They have absolutely no business being that. And they, uh, they can't, they have no interest in governing, and they can't govern. Oh, brother. All right. I got to get out of here. I've had enough. I have so much work to do now. Cutting that show together. It's going to suck. You know how disappointing that is? I'm sure you're disappointed. In my mind, because I'm like, I was expecting this show to be a kick-ass show. And then it turns into a shit show. <sighs> Fucking life. Guys, thank you for hanging out. I want to thank you again, Haiku and Jim and Patricia and Shannon and Banterboard and Jim again. Thank you for being so nice. My link to YouTube, Russell is asking on the, on the restream chat. Let's see if I could put that in there for you. Let's see what happens when I do this. Hopefully you can get it. Let me know if you get it. But, yeah. All right, we'll keep going. We, there's, it's not, whatever. If I don't give up after this, we'll, what else? 
What else can I do? Uh, what an embarrassing, horrible night. I'm glad that I, it actually, I, I'm, I'll have to decompress and go through this with my therapist and unpack this, all the cornucopia of feelings I'm having. <laughs> because, okay, it sucked it, that we had all those technical problems, which I don't know why. I checked. I tried. I, I would kick myself even more if I didn't test the phone lines before to make sure everything was working. And I did. So I know that. And thank you, Susan, for calling in to test the phone lines to help me say, okay, the phone lines are working. I don't know why we weren't able to connect. He wasn't able to use the phone lines. I pay. You pay for those phone lines. That's where the, your patron money goes to. And he couldn't get through on Skype. It was like a shit show. And half of the, what, we sit, we, I sat here for half, half of one of the segments not even saying anything. Trying to get this, that's going to suck on progressive voices. So who's going to listen? And one step forward, 10,000 steps back. So you keep going forward. What I'll do, I'll try, I guess. I'll cut out the interview on its own. I'll put it up on YouTube. We'll get rid of all of the bullshit. And also, I will... I just feel bad for the Progressive Voices listeners. They'll listen, and they'll be like, what the hell is this shit? This show sucks. And they will also take their Patreon down. All right, whatever. Never give up. I keep saying that. And it is, that is really true, though. You might notice that in your life when you're trying to make changes, when you're moving forward. Something, obstacles. That is kind of the telltale sign that you're in the, you're going in the right direction. It's sort of like when you make changes, let's say you don't eat right and you don't exercise, but you decide, okay, I'm going to change into a more healthy lifestyle. It is difficult. You meet the resistance of your own mind sometimes and your, and your body. So you once you overcome those that resistance, you will you will make those great changes. And I'm saying this because well, I don't know. Maybe the show is heading in the right direction, and whatever that is wants me to give up. Maybe. You guys are great. What? It won't let you click on it. Russell's saying, I had to screenshot it. It won't let me click on it. You see? What, what's going on here? I put a link for Russell to click on and join the YouTube channel. Let me see if it I can click on it. Yeah, it clicks for me. What is going on? All right, I better get out of here before something bl blows up.
Yeah, it's youtube.com slash C for channel slash RDT daily media, as in Republican dirty tricks. RDT daily media. All right, guys, what are you going to do? I'm sorry. That's all I can say. All I can say is I'm sorry. And I'll never do it again. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for continuing your patronage. <laughs> In spite of everything that sucks. And please, please keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it, you're worth it. We are on the right side of history. It's true. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of democracy. And we will win. They know that. That's why we have to keep fighting. That's why they fight us and lie and divide. Because they know that we're on the right side of history. Oh, my God. You guys, I'm going in, I'm looking in the chat. Shannon, you're going nuts with these super chats here. You don't have to do that. Thank you, Shannon, for all your super chats. Jesus. For Earth, you do not suck. Hang in there. <laughs> you see? I need you guys. This, I'm not kidding. Haiku, thank you for your super chat. Thank you, Shannon. Yeah, it is just disappointing when, in my mind, I had this whole vision of it's going to be a great interview and I'll put it on YouTube and everybody will come tune in. And now when they do, they're going to see the fucking shit. They're going to see all that bullshit. Oh, boy. All right. What are you going to do? God, it's good. I need help. Mental. I got to talk to my shrink. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'll see what happens Monday. I'll try to do a show. Maybe it'll go better. We won't have a, a nice guest on it. Well, uh, somebody that I admire. Um, that's probably what's so disappointing. You don't want to look like this, an amateur like this. All right, my friends. Thank you for all your support and for continuing your patronage in spite of everything that sucks. We'll keep doing it. This is what we have to do. We are up against the big moneyed interests. See, if we had a producer or somebody, they would be able to figure out all of the phone lines and... I would be able to continue talking without having to shut the show down while all that shit took place. You guys are great. Yeah. All right, my friends. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Patricia. Another super chat. We need you, Tara, she writes. I need you. In case you haven't noticed. Damn. All right. I don't need Fred, though. I want to block him. I don't like him. He's bothering me. No one is watching you. No one is listening to you. <laughs> well, what? Well, fuck off then, Fred. That's what bo bothers my mind, I suppose. Or boggles it, really. 
Why are you watching it then? No one is watching me? Do I come to your job, Fred, and say, no one likes you, Fred? No one is listening to your bullshit, Fred, because you're a fucking Trump and Z? That you're stu too stupid to know when you're being played? All right, here comes my emotional support cat. Come on, Tara Jr. Jr. Come on, boo-boo. Come on, say hello. Come on, up, up. Come on, what are you doing? Good boy, thank you for coming over. Say, say hello to everybody. All right, Tara Jr., Jr. Let's listen to Tara Jr.'s his purrs. Can you hear? He's a purr machine, this cat. He never stops purring. He's so good for your blood pressure. He really is. I love this cat. If anything ever happened to this cat, uh, well, let's not think about it. I can't, I can't handle it. I love you, Tara Jr. Jr. I love my little baby. Oh, he doesn't like being held like a baby. I know. <laughs> He's good. He's got... That's what it is, the purring. It's good for your blood pressure. They've done studies. They know that. All right, guys, guys, guys. You're great. Thank you so much. You can also remember to join our Discord community if you don't want to... You don't have to be a patron to do that. You can just come and hang out and post pictures of your own pets. Say say hello to all of us, to Greg and Haiku and Patricia and Sin City and Jim. Uh, all the crew, the whole crew's in there. You guys are great. All right, I got to get out of here. Before I have a nervous breakdown. More than I'm already having one. Hopefully. I'll recover emotionally, spiritually. And I will be back. On Monday. We'll try to do a show on Monday. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for all of your support. Mentally and uh, emotionally. Especially. Go to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Leave a good review on iTunes. I certainly don't want to see any bad reviews tonight. I'm not in the mood. If you didn't notice. In the meantime, remember. We are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you very soon.